Hello and welcome. This is Jane Schroeder and Origin Gate Wisdom's Echo. I'm going to share a little bit today about entrepreneurship and businessmen and businesswomen in scripture. It's pretty interesting what I discovered. And um, thank you for listening today and much honour to my fellow podcasters. So the first person that I that actually came to mind was Paul. He was a really successful entrepreneur. As we know, Paul was a tent maker. His business supplemented his ministry so that he didn't have to rely on people giving when he preached, that he could turn his hand to tent making and bring in some, some finance everywhere he went, towns, village, cities and places that he, he ministered at. But I believe he was always grateful when people sowed into him. And what must have been a massive blessing was Luke, the physician. Because as we know, he ministered and tended in Paul's life to his needs, including the wounds, the wounds of his body when he was beaten and injured and put in prison. Some of the churches, it says, regularly gave to Paul gifts. But he could turn his hand to tent making wherever he went in whatever area he went to. And there's a beautiful testimony about this in um, Philippians 4, 10 to 23. It's beautiful. Now in Acts 18, it also talks about some fellow businessmen, and women, a woman, a husband and wife couple. Their name were Aquila and Priscilla, who also had a business of tent making. Their story is they'd gone from Corinth to Corinth from Italy because Claudius, the leader at that time, had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And it was amazing because they seemed to all be very self-sufficient with this business of tent making, Paul, Aquila and Priscilla. That's beautiful. But one of my favourites is Lydia. Wow. Now she was a pretty savvy businesswoman because she had she employed people under her as well were in her care she was a good businesswoman fair honest trustworthy Lydia owned a purple cloth company in other words she dyed cloth it was a really high-end target market that she operated in luxury goods high priced and we know in that day in those days purple cloth was used by leaders and very rich people. For homes, tabernacles, buildings, the tabernacle was full of purple cloth. Lydia owned a large house, a beautiful house, with servants in her care. So that was two lots of employment that she had, people she employed. It says that one of her gifts, her beautiful gift, was a gift of hospitality. And it seems to say in Acts 16 that Paul and his friends would stay at her home and enjoy their time with her there. That's amazing, isn't it? Now, I went on a mission trip a few years ago. Actually, our little business that we're at the minute, which is beginning to expand, uh, happened when I went on a mission trip to Jakarta. And 
We visit leper colonies, um, children's homes. We do lots of stuff on the streets and beach, praying for people, and it's I love it. We go to Bali as well. It's very hot, very tiring, but it's amazing. We go and speak in churches and do all sorts of diverse things. I love it. And that normally happens around November. And we went to visit this factory which told us that amazing story of one machinery and they've grown and grown. It's a full-blown factory and employs 300 people from lots of different communities and religions. But their main ethics is prayer and the Lord God. They pray through every decision they make. They are very beautiful people, beautiful Christians. And as a gift, I went round the factory, it's quite noisy, and watched this beautiful thread being made into lots of woven stuff. They export to different places, raw material as well as fabric already done. But one main thing they do, they make fashion belts. I mean belts that go right on your jeans, on your dresses. They do youth ones, adult ones that are unisex. Anyone can wear them, colour, size, no eyelets. You just push the, the pin of the buckle through. They are fantastic and they stretch. They look really high end. They wash beautifully. And so I brought one home. And bit by bit, people would ask me, oh, do you have that belt from what's unusual? And I said, well, I thought, well, let's just order some. So we contacted the people at the factory that we got to know and the daughter also sold dog leads, collars, ropes with bells on, cat collars. So we said, well, I've sent us some of them. So first of all, we had to put out um, some finance, our own finance, and buy some of the products. And we worked out with them what would be the best way to sell them here. So bit by bit, slowly but surely, we sold a few and it, we started advertising a little bit and learned a bit from some of our friends. And bit by bit, it's growing. You know, what we frame up, it grows. And it's that law of attraction. And so I had loads of teachings, grants and Ian and different people about business. You need to set up a business, set up a business. And I always had a bit of hairdressing business, mobile hairdressing business. And so that ended when I went into full-time ministry. And um, so, yeah, anywho, I was looking up some more entrepreneurs. And you know what? I was amazed at Abraham, Abraham and Sarai, Sarah, his wife. And it, it starts off in um, Genesis 12, 5. It talks about how Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions, they already had possessions, which they had acquired, and the persons which they had acquired to Haran. They set out for the land of Canaan, South Egypt. Thus they came to the land of Canaan, and Yahweh only gave them two instructions. They didn't know the beginning from the end. And my life's been a bit like that. When I moved to Wales and moved to Scotland, I basically did it by faith and obedience. <laughs> Is that easy? Not always. But one thing I learned from Ab Abraham and Sarai was this. They were hard working. They developed good connections. They were super blessed by God. And they honoured wisdom and prudence knowledge, understanding and took counsel, not only with Yahweh, 
but with people around them that were already in business. That's brilliant. And now, these days, there's so much available online and on the Nest and Flight School and different forums. It's brilliant. We've learned a lot, me and my daughter. So it talks about, in Genesis 13, Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev, he and his wife, Sarai, and all the belonging, all that belonged to him. And Lot. Now Abraham, by this time, was very rich in livestock and in gold and silver. Wow, where did he acquire that from? Did he have a good financial start in the beginning? Well, I looked up Sarah, Sarah, Sarah what was her traits, who, what, what was her character traits? She had good character traits because when Abraham was 10 years old, she, she was just born. It says that they knew each other from childhood. They grew up in a very similar region. She had an amazing strength and independent spirit. She was very insightful. She knew her own mind. She had a keen sense of justice and fair play, honesty and being honourable. Hard-working, generous, she shared the high standards of her husband, Abraham. You know, in Genesis 19 and 21, you can read this, it's a fantastic story. It says that even though Abraham got the less fertile, attractive land area when they distributed him and his nephew Lot, he continued to prosper. Lot ended up in a cave. In Genesis 19 because his land compared to Abraham's land he chose the best land they said it was like the Garden of Eden it's how we steward it isn't it how we engage with wisdom and prudence and understanding how we spend time seeking the Lord on decisions and blueprints and plans and what he wants us to do but so often even though we make mistakes he wants us to make good decisions as mature sons and know our own minds and learn and train and be educated in the way of the business that we are looking after and looking to do. So the word entrepreneur means traditionally is someone who has built something from nothing. The qualities that I love about Abraham even when he found things were really difficult with business and moving land and livestock and all the things that he did. He stewarded a team of 300 trained men, it said. And we presumably, this was in arms. Lincoln, heck, that was no joke, was it, to facilitate 300 men. Abraham would make treaties with kings and generals around him. He made good relationships with the different regions and territories around him. He had faith in God, a God-given vision of the future. As I said before, when he, the Lord asked him to leave his land and go to the land of Canaan, he didn't know the beginning from the end. But he was obedient. He persevered. Even when tasks seemed difficult, he always saw his tasks through. 
he moved in honour and honoured what Yahweh had given him and entrusted to him. Wow, it's interesting. And like with our business, we started with a couple of things, small things, not much profit. We just loved it, to be honest. We built a website and we just enjoyed the journey as well. There was work involved, lots of work. And learning how to do the postal system, it was really complicated. You can pay a lot of money, but we, we found this click and drop, which was, which was complicated. But we eventually cracked it. And we did a lot of research over time. We, we just took it bit by bit, chunk by chunk. And then we got offered some other products to sell, which we did not realize were gonna be the best sellers. And we were offered 10 free, and then we'd have to buy 10. But it was really interesting because it is that law of attraction. You, you get one business, you get another one and it and develops and you grow it with honesty and integrity. And um, so we, we had this principle very quickly. We buy 10, we sell 10, we buy 20, we sell them. And that's become a bit of a pattern for me and my daughter, 10, government, meaning government. And um, it's been quite interesting how that's happened. Um, it was by, by Yahweh putting the thought into our head and this lady offering us these, these medallions. And it's grown from then. And of course, all the people you're, we buy stock off around, their business is growing because Yahweh's just blessing us all. And the ideas are pouring in right now. I have to keep saying to my daughter, whoa, let's do one thing at a time. Whoa, slow down. And um, all done by faith. That one trip to Jakarta. Oh, I love about Paul. It said he laid down his life for the glory of God. The gospel that speaks better than the blood of Abel. Into creation. All aspects of creation. Creative arts. Commerce. Poetry. You might be a book writer. Artist. You might have incredible ability to speak. To sell. To build. To frame. A better world. That's what Yahweh loves for all people, for the purposes of his glory. Framing up, making products. Money through righteousness, trustworthy and truth. Let's be businessmen that deal, honesty with deal honestly with integrity. With whatever we're selling, producing, training people in business. Let it all be to bring the glory to the name of Yahweh. So today I bless you, entrepreneurs, businessmen, those that don't have a business already, we just pour it out of heaven. We just pray for that. We just release the blueprints. Wow, the witty inventions and those amazing ideas today. I bless you. Baruch Atah. Shalom. Shalom.